Chapter 5 This was supposed to be a big day for her. Having completed her training on the transatlantic beasts, things had been looking up and the performance review was supposed to be the confirmation Isla had been looking for that things were changing. While she was realistic as to what that meant, she was hopeful that her desire to get off the short European routes had been heard. She was desperate to see everywhere. Isla had joined BA straight from college. Whilst unusual for a cabin crew role to be offered to somebody aged just 18, Isla had shown the maturity and focus needed for a career in the sky. Flying around Europe was her escape from a potential career administering the caravan park holidays that her mum had been selling for Haven her entire working life. Swerving that path was the primary motivation behind her choices for as long as she could remember. As a kid, the furthest Isla had travelled was the annual family holiday in the Algarve. Her father spent the time talking sport to strangers in the pub, and her mum was permanently attached to the sun lounger on which she would lie for the duration of the holiday. Isla wanted to see more of the world than the tiny corner of British-occupied Portugal, and a career in the air was the best route to achieving her objective. On the surface, her folks didn't seem to be happy people, but there was no doubting they were happy with each other. However, their life choices held no appeal for Isla. Despite their solid marriage, it lacked something more. Isla wanted diversity and excitement. The need for romance and energy meant she was going to get out of Hemel Hempstead fast. Like most of the staff, Isla was an infrequent visitor to the main BA building on the far side of the airport. Reviews and disciplinaries were the only reason you ever got hauled to see Clark. And Isla knew all the rumours about her boss. The dirty old dog. He'd had to take a ground-based job after his wife demanded he put the family first, stop doing whatever it was he did when he was away in far-flung places and grew the hell up once they started a family. Rumour had it he had women all over the world and many a mile high, but the choice between ditching the fun for the family had to be made and he was now a very well-behaved family man. But there was still a glint in the eye which Isla knew would follow her intensely around a room. She knew he had taken a keen interest in her career, probably a bit more than the others who joined up at the same time. If she'd been around in his prime, Isla had no doubt that they would have had a different type of shared interest. He's still gorgeous, lucky wife, whoever she is. But those days were gone, and while they both had to retain a professional dance face during the tedium of these performance reviews, she had never been able to resist a bit of a flirt, and he normally couldn't resist responding with a bit of charm. Being liked seemed important to him. He was an old-fashioned player who still enjoyed the game vicariously through his charges. And ordinarily, in this type of meeting, Isla would have been very front-foot and full of life, playing the role of a youthful enthusiast, hanging on his every word. But this morning she was conscious that if Clark got too close, he might smile through the perfume disguise and not be so favourable towards what he found. The hangover had now kicked in and she was properly struggling. No amount of makeup and perfume could help her cover up the stain on her blouse, and she kept checking herself to make sure her tight jacket covered the offending blotch, the damning evidence that she'd not yet been home. Please be quick. So, Isla, you've been scoring well and getting some nice comments about how well you're doing. It all seems to be working out pretty well. She'd already stopped listening, her eyes drawn to the various pictures of Clark and his family spread around the small office. She wondered whether one day she'd have a family of her own, forced to make the same decision Clark had made years before. What had Mr. Last Night's name been? Michael? Mikey? Malcolm? No, not Malcolm. I'd never shag a Malcolm. Definitely M something. 
Isla chose to smile and nod, an acceptably polite response to most things, especially when you're not truly listening. It was just as well. Clark's face showed he'd had this conversation a thousand times and wasn't really listening either. Matthew, Matty... Isla sensed that Clark had drifted into his own world, but was not sure whether his gaze was on her or if he'd rumbled her dishevelment beneath the veneer of jacket, makeup and perfume. She wasn't quite sure where he was staring, but nervously pulled her jacket tighter as a matter of instinct. Please don't ask me anything. So, what is it you want out of this review then, Isla? Damn, shit. Isla could tell that her mouth was once again dry and reached forward to pour yet another glass of water. To the experienced eye, this was a telltale sign of a good night. Stop drinking water. Don't lean too far forward or he'll see the stain. What was his name? Isla took a moment. The answer was straightforward, but it was all about the delivery. I was wondering, Clark, after a year or two in Europe, what's the chance of some long haul, please? I've done the training for the big ones, but I've not been east of Berlin, and with all these new routes, I'd love to get assigned somewhere different, like Moscow. I know you're not supposed to request a route, but if there was any chance that I could, I'd like Russia as a starter, please. Hold on. Hold on, Isla. I've not asked you in here for you to tell me what routes you want to work. This isn't a democracy. Isla was desperate to hide her disappointment, but once again she disengaged as her eyes continued to glance around the room. There was something strange about one of those family photos. Max? Martin? Definitely Ma something. What is it about that photo? Isla, you've certainly made your mark on the team. Mark! I knew it was Mark! There was now a smile on her face and it was not about this meeting. Making every effort to suppress the grin, Isla was finally pleased she remembered the name of her unexpected shag. Mark. Mark. Oh shit, that's him! Is that your kids in the photo, Clark? <laughs> yes, my youngest is now nine, but can you believe Mark is now sixteen? Sixteen? Six fucking teen? How the fuck did I end up with a sixteen-year-old? Oh my god, I've shagged my boss's son. I'll tell you about the family another time if you want, but I need to crack on today. Phew, I think I know a little bit too much about young Mark already. Clark resumed his management pose, eager to get on with things. Pride in his family was evident, but a chat about the kids was the last thing either of them wanted today. He was in charge. Isla, I'm going to offer you what everyone wants. You've done well, and people like you. Your performance merits a promotion, and as your training is complete... He paused. Isla was aware this was a Clark trick, designed to assert his position of power by drip-feeding the news. She didn't have the energy to play games today. How do you fancy the East Coast? The East Coast of where? What's wrong with you today, Isla? The US, Boston, Washington, down to Florida, and of course New York. All thought of last night was temporarily forgotten. She let out a squeal of excitement. In post for a year, she was one of the youngest cabin crew in the company and had been given the routes that everybody wanted. These routes were well trodden and the schedule predictable. A day flight to the US and some downtime to play. It was supported by a healthy daily allowance before the simplicity of a night flight back. Occasionally you got the one day turnaround, but that was no hardship. She couldn't wait to tell her parents. Thank you, Clark. Thank you. She cast an eye towards the photo once again, the memory of last night already fading with this unexpected good news. Skipping towards the door, humming the Sinatra classic, Isla realised she had no idea what happened next. When does this start, Clark? I'm glad you asked. We've had someone pull out the flight tomorrow. 
It's a two-night layover which has cocked up everything. We will cover your Milan trip, leaving you free for New York. Sound doable? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, and Isla. She stopped at the door to look back at him. Do yourself a favour and get some clean clothes before you come here again. You look a bit like my boy after he's been on a night out. Isla thought she got away with it, and although he'd rumbled part of her story, she'd stumbled through without damage. Start spreading the news.